Radio HIS. Jungmin, today we will interview Mr. Richard because we want to know what you do and why you did this job. Okay, so first question is, where are you from? I am from a range of places. My dad is from Iran and he spent a lot of time in Sweden. And my mother has heritage from Scotland and Ireland, but she was raised in the north of England. Which was where I was born, Newcastle. Oh. Football team, yes. So I don't necessarily feel pinned to a single place, although I did spend up my childhood in one place in England. Um, I guess my predominant culture would be that of Northern English, but I also have mixed European cultural heritage that I'm also proud of, and I'm very proud of elements of my Middle Eastern heritage as well. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. What age are you? Can you repeat the question? What age are you? What age? I'm 39. I feel like I'm 18 sometimes. Other times I feel like I'm 60. But yes, 39 is my actual age. Um, like, um, when I was thinking of your age, I thought you were like 45. Well, I'm not that old. I'm, I'm younger, thankfully. Thankfully, I'm not 45. But maybe you're telling me that I need to improve my appearance a little bit, huh? Because I look too old. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are your favorite hobbies? I have too many hobbies, honestly. I'm interested in everything. Uh, it's difficult for me because I have so many things that I want to spend more time at but there's just not enough hours in the day. My biggest hobby, honestly, is my family. I love spending time with my wife and my baby, and because I live as an international teacher, I have an obligation, really, and, you know, it's good for me, personally, also, to stay in touch with my family abroad. So I spend a lot of time um, communicating with them and sharing images of Zoe's development, because they can't be here to share in that. So I do my best to mitigate. Um, I also, in the past, used to be very interested in sport. I'm still interested in football, but I used to spend a lot of time in the gym, but that changed when my baby came around. So I used to, you know, be an Olympic weightlifter, that style of weightlifting, um, and I used to play soccer. And boxing and wrestling were the sports that I was most interested in. These days, I play computer games a little bit. I collect very old computer games and look for them in mint condition. I also collect other elements of cultural heritage, such as very rare and old banknotes. And also there's a card game called Magic the Gathering that I used to play very competitively. So I qualified for the World Championships when I was living in Indonesia. Um, I couldn't go though because I'm a school teacher and obviously that came first. So I gave my invitation to a friend and he, he, he crashed out of the competition at the first round, which made my um, ranking very low at that point, which was disappointing for me. 
But anyway, I don't really care because I'm a school teacher. Oh. My favorite food. Right now, guys, I'm very much enjoying Vietnamese food and all of it. Like, pardon my pronunciations, but bang da, for example, I think is delicious, and buncha is delicious. Obviously, I love banh mi, um, and there's other things that I don't really know how to pronounce that I know when I see them on the menu. So I'm very much enjoying Indonesian food. Sorry, Vietnamese food. I also like Indonesian food because I lived there for a while. So um, beef rendang, which you could argue is Malaysian, but anyway, I really like it. And then I like Iranian food as well, like um, gorma sabzi, which is rehydrated vegetables. So they've designed that stew to be transportable in the desert so it doesn't spoil. And then all you need to do is add hot water and you get this delicious sort of, you know, delicate stew with deeply infused flavors from the vegetables that you're, that you're eating. It, it's really tasty. Also spending so much time in Europe, I had an opportunity to try you know, French food, Italian food, and also when I lived in Russia, we tried Georgian food often, and I really love Georgian food. Um, there's a dish with cheese and egg, kachapuri they call it, and that's one of my favorite things. It's, it's almost like a pizza without the tomato. Um, and then I do love some elements of English food, like mince and dumplings, for example, and Sunday roasts. Sunday roast is like Thanksgiving dinner, but you have it every Sunday. So it's pretty wild. Yeah, I like that. Okay, uh, what do you do in this job, like um, this school? In this school, I do a lot of things, actually. Because it's a small school, uh, people who work here need to do many things. And that's what excited me about this school in the first place. You learn a lot about how schools work and how you can help students in many different ways. But my official roles are, first of all, I'm the librarian. And in addition to that, I'm also the technology director. And they're very different, but very similar in weird ways. So in the library, I'm focused on just developing a love of learning and helping people get excited about research and the written word. And in my role as technology director, I'm supporting and overseeing students and teachers put in, pla in, in place systems that support teaching and learning. So it basically comes back to a similar thing. I'm just trying to project a love of technology and demonstrate a good use of technology, a good, healthy, balanced use of technology to make sure that teaching and learning is as good as it can be at the school. And also keeping people safe when using technology. And then you also like uh, keep some books here inside. Yeah, we have some books in the library and they focus on lots of different topics such as teacher development or, you know, student interests like sports or um, fiction, like, you know, fantasy stories or any kind of fiction that you can imagine. We have some representation of it here, as long as it aligns, of course, with the philosophy of the school. And also, um, I was kind of curious every time, like, um, uh, if you see a book over there, like, um, is it only for the kids or like, um, Good question. So the library is set in four different sections. So we have the elementary section of the library, then we have the guided readers, which is what you're looking at now in this office, and then we have the 
research elements for middle and high school, and then we have the teacher research element as well, which is this shelf that you see here. So, yeah, I mean, the, the categories are broken down further from there, but yeah, there's four major different sections of the library. And to be honest, if you're not interested in in that, you would go and the books just wouldn't, they, they just wouldn't seem interesting in any way, you know? They just wouldn't be relevant to you at all. So if you were to walk and look at the books on this shelf, you wouldn't find anything that you would really understand what it meant. And then if you go into the elementary section, again, the reading would be too easy for you and it just would be boring. It would be irrelevant, waste of time. So your section would be in the main area of the library and you would find lots of material that was you know, calibrated for your reading levels and your interest topics. Um, you would find them all there. Okay. When did you come to HIS? I'm a new starter. I'm a newbie here. So I've been here, um, I came a little early. I came in July because my wife is starting to work in a different school and she wanted to start early with them to help them um, set up. So we came early and thoroughly enjoying it. Maybe I'll be here for a long time. But yes, I'm a newbie here in Hanoi. So your wife is also a teacher in yeah, that's that's right. My wife is a teacher in another school, quite far from here. Still in Hanoi. Still in Hanoi, but like a few hours. Uh, no, it, it's not a few hours. I would say it's you know maybe it, it takes me twenty minutes to get to work in the morning. It takes my wife forty minutes to get to work in the morning, so she has oh. to leave a little earlier. Uh, what's your role at HNL? I think I've already answered that question. Um, uh, what school were you in before you came to the school? Well, I studied at a great school in the UK um, called St. Roberts of Newminster. It's quite a, quite a good school, reputable. And then when I graduated from that school, I went to university. Um, I studied at several universities now, maybe five universities. Um, I've got a range of different qualifications, including master's degrees and other stuff. And then when I graduated as a teacher with my teacher qualifications, I studied at a tier one, well, I worked, sorry, at a tier one school in the UK, which was an inclusive school that used to get very high value added scores. In other words, students used to come in and when they left us, they would be progressing quite heavily, a heavy progression. Um, so we did a really good job of moving students along in their learning journeys. After that, I stayed there for eight years. Um, and that was a difficult eight years in terms of workload. I had to work very, very, very hard at the school. And I decided to move to Indonesia, where I worked for four years. This school was very different and equally, you know, brilliant in different ways. It was a more holistic school that focused on spiritual balance and trying to make sure that people were growing as a whole person. And um, yeah, that school, I learned a lot about leadership actually and technology leadership at that moment. And so I was not only teaching, but I was also managing some of the school systems. And then I got a job at a school in Kazan in Russia. And this school was an extremely heavily resourced school. I've never seen a school with such resources. Um, yeah, they had an Olympic swimming pool, 
and the, the building was just a thing of beauty. Uh, and that school heavily um, relied upon its facilities. You know, it was all about the facilities. Um, but that, that's what, what its major value was, was providing top quality facilities for its students. And I, yeah, I learned a lot there as well about how to manage, um, yeah, how to manage big budgets really, and how to um, squeeze value out of expensive items that a school would buy. And then I came here to HIS, and I have to say, HIS is a little mix of all three of those schools combined. Um, so whilst we don't have the best facilities right on site, we do have access to great facilities in the city and also the school is quite well resourced. I think we're a very healthy school and we have quite a lot of potent materials for learning. And then also the educational expectations are quite high here as well, as evident in the results that we get when students exit the DP. So yeah, I think HIS is a wonderful combination of all three of the schools that I've worked at in the past. Okay, thank you for interviewing us, Mr. Richard. This is Radio HIS Bio for you, for you, Bio. You're listening to Radio HIS. For you, by you, by you, for you.